Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this special review of the Obi-Wan Kenobi series that premiered on Disney+. Plus. The final episode has finally dropped, and I have a lot of thoughts about this. So, before we get started, I wanted to touch base on something. The Kenobi series, when it was first announced this was going to come out, they initially, I guess, said it was going to be a movie or something like that, and after Solo was so horrible... I didn't want anything to do with this, and the reason why is because of how horrible Solo was. But I wasn't really thinking about what this movie had that Solo didn't. First of all, you get Ewan McGregor back as Obi-Wan Kenobi, so obviously that's a plus. It's a character that we've already seen in the movies. He's not a new actor. He's basically someone we're familiar with with the prequels. You get Darth Vader, which, of course, that was going to be a part of the story regardless. You get characters like Leia, even though she's a 10-year-old child in this one, and Luke as well. We still get them in there. You get Baru, Uncle Owen. You get all these characters that you already knew. Whereas in Solo, we got, I mean, we got characters that we knew, but they were different actors, so they weren't really anybody that stuck other than uh, Lando Carizian. He, he was actually good. Uh, Childish Gambino actually took the time to learn the character. But anyways, that's another subject for another day. This show here, I'm glad they made it into a series instead of a movie because I think they were able to dive a little deeper in character for Obi-Wan. And at the beginning of the show, he's not the Obi-Wan that we knew from the prequel series he's a broken man he's basically been defeated he's basically living in a life of poverty so much to say i guess you could call it i mean he's working as a i don't know if it's a butcher or he's doing something i'm not 100 percent sure what that job is i know he was stealing from the job every day to feed his camel i guess that's what you want to call it in that universe Either way, it's a horrible life, whatever he's living, and I would too, because what's going on is the Inquisitors are basically hunting Jedi, trying to kill the last remaining Jedi, and Reva is an Inquisitor who basically joins the story. Now, if you're not familiar with the Inquisitors, they were on the Rebels and the Clone Wars, sorry. So Rebels and Clone Wars, I believe, both had Inquisitors in there, and they were kind of introduced. They were working for Vader or the Empire, and they do hunt the actual Jedis throughout the series, trying to kill them off. And these Inquisitors were pretty good. The Grand Inquisitor is the one that's actually in Rebels. They might all be in there. I'm not 100% sure. And I want to say this right offhand, and this kind of bothered me. Before the series was even released, there was a whole bunch of rumors and things that were going on. Moses Ingram was receiving racist type things in her feed just because she's on the show. And there were a lot of rumors. People said, oh, is all is the show's going to be about her. Obi-Wan's not even going to be in the show. And they basically prejudged this woman off of nothing the show hadn't even premiered yet and people were already just fussing about it i will say this if you're going to talk about the woman's acting ability or her role in the series i have no problem with that if you didn't think she was a strong actor fine if you didn't like 
her character for whatever reason, fine. But to prejudge this character based off of this woman and the show hadn't even premiered yet was just dumb. And it's just I'm tired of these sick, twisted, woke culture fanatics, people who say they're against woke because a black woman or a woman was one of the leads in the show. It was just stupid. Even Ewan McGregor himself came out and spoke up against it. Star Trek spoke up against it. A lot of people supported her, and I'm glad they did, because it was just dumb. The show hadn't even premiered, and the woman was already getting a bunch of hate. Now, my thoughts on it, were: was she the best actress in the show? I mean, she was okay for what they gave her. I think a lot of it had to do with the writing as far as what they wanted her to do in her storyline, and I'll talk about that here in a moment. But as far as the actress is concerned, I had no problems with her. I actually enjoyed her. I thought she was very menacing when she needed to be. And I just think it was unfair that she had to go through that before the show even premiered. And it's just the sick world we live in. Anyways, let's get back to what I came here for and to talk about the show overall. So where it ranks for me, you have The Mandalorian, you have the book of Boba Fett. All right. Now, I think this show is superior to both of them. And I know people are going to say, well, what about The Mandalorian? It's a great show. And it is a great show. But The Mandalorian show kind of like was a side quest movie. It's like everything that he had to do, he had to participate in side quests for it all. Like, I'll let you do this if you do this for me. And this kept going on and on, especially in the first season. And it just became a like a video game almost side quest that you're just trying to deliver Grogu or baby Yoda as he's known to whoever a Jedi his home planet or wherever. And before you can do that, I need you to do this. If you need help with this, I need you to do that. So it was kind of a bartering series. Doesn't mean it wasn't a bad, a good series. You know, I enjoyed the Mandalorian, but that's the type of series it was. Book of Boba Fett was terrible. It was just terrible. <laughs> I just didn't think that that character needed a series, and he really didn't bring nothing. I mean, the only thing he really did for me in that series, it gave me a lot of respect for the Sand People. So I do respect the Sand People more because of him now. Uh, I think that that storyline that he had there just just kind of gives you the, those characters that you just thought were just mindless idiots a story now, and you kind of respect that. But, even with all that, Book of Boba Fett still was not that good. This series was definitely good for all the things I said before. Basically, you've seen these characters, you know these characters, and when you have an actor like Ewan McGregor basically retaking a role that we know that he's been great in, the prequels, I mean, if, even if you didn't like the prequels, you like McGregor. Not only that, but Hayden Christensen also made his return. James Earl Jones is still doing the voice of Darth Vader. I'm like, man, what happens if he ever passes away? Oh my God, who's going to do his voice? I mean, James Earl Jones is just so good. And they had a bunch of new characters as well um, as Tala and Roken, who were introduced into the Star Wars world that I actually liked. So, good job, Kenobi. I thought this was a great series. Um, I even liked Leia. Like, I don't like a lot of child actors. <laughs> But little Leia actually played a great role. Now, I'm going to talk about a couple of things that I didn't like. And one of the things, since I'm talking about Leia, is the whole Leia running scenes. Bruh, 
how could these guys, when they were trying to kidnap her, not catch her? It made no sense to me. It's like she tapped into the speed force and they couldn't see her or something. She was running slow as a turtle and they could not catch her. It was just the dumbest chase scene in the whole series. Even when she was running away from Obi-Wan Kenobi, she was just so slow and he was walking at least. Like, okay, I don't have to run to catch her, but even he should have been catching her walking the running scenes with leia just was ridiculous i hated that i mean i understand she's a child actor maybe she can't run that fast i don't know put a double in i'm sure they had some midgets they could have put in there with her they could run a little faster than that because that that was just terrible other things that i'm not gonna go by episode by episode just a couple of things off my head that i didn't like because i liked a lot of this story i liked a lot of this series but some of the things didn't make sense and this wasn't a big one but it, i just had to mention this so when leia and obi-wan were at that little electric fence thing or that laser fence obi-wan decides to bust the laser fence to open it when he could have clearly just walked around the fence i don't understand that that was just dumb now, I can understand if it was attached to the rocks and there was no way to get around. He could have picked her up, hopped over on the other side, walked with no problems. But for some reason, they had to do that. Another thing I didn't really particularly care for was Reva's motives. So at the beginning, you're trying to figure out why does she want Obi-Wan so much? And it turns out that she wants him to turn him over to Vader so she can get Grand Inquisitor and get closer to him to kill him based off of she was one of the younglings at the Jedi Temple that Anakin Skywalker attacked and killed her friends and everything. So, you know, I just thought that was just so much. I mean, it doesn't seem like she was that evil. It was just vengeance. So the dark side will do that to you so I could see the hatred. It just, I don't know. I just didn't get it. I just thought that it went too far. I just... Well, not went too far, but more far-fetched is the word I'm looking for. There was just a whole bunch of different ways she could have done this. And I think her motives just were a little too out there. Now, I guess they did it for the audience, trying to hide the fact that she really wants Kenobi. But for some reason, this is the way that she had this plan. It was a dumb plan. And as you can see, when she first uh, revealed her opinion on it and then she finally had her chance to take out vader <laughs> obi-wan just left her which i thought was just crazy i'm like damn obi-wan you could at least help the girl out obi-wan got the hell out of there and so reva had to fight darth vader on her own and he just handled her like she wasn't even there he was toying with her and i actually liked that part of it because i didn't want her to stand toe-to-toe -to -toe with darth vader it would have been just too much for her to do that i'm glad she got whipped but this leads me to another thing everyone leaving somebody alive why did vader leave her alive why did vader leave obi-wan alive when he was at the base with the fire and all that why did he just walk away from that he could have went and got him there why did obi-wan leave him alive at the end i mean especially obi-wan he made the mistake the first time leaving this dude alive now you had him beat. He couldn't mess with you. You went to full Super Jedi mode. And for some reason, you left him alive. Now, I know the reason he's left alive. And you know the reason that they're left alive is because of canon. 
but that doesn't seem to say anything about why Reva was left alive. I mean, the ending there, I guess it was sort of a redemption arc where she was about to, I guess, take out his son. I, I guess that w what her motives was again. And once again, I don't understand the motive. He doesn't even know Luke exists at this point. So killing his son as revenge really wouldn't have done nothing to him. I just don't understand why he would have left her alive. He stabbed her in the chest. And of course, apparently, the only one who dies from getting stabbed in the chest is Qui-Gon, who made an appearance at the end because everybody else survived. The Grand Inquisitor, people are all pissed off about that. He was still alive. No telling how. Reva's still alive. No telling how. And, you know, how did she even get there? There's just certain things like that I thought was just a little bit over the top. So, and um, some of the other things I didn't like is the meme moments. So, at the last five minutes, you got a couple of meme moments. The old Obi-Wan, hello there, that they always talk about on Facebook and any other social media. And then Qui-Gon, when he finally arrived, he tells him he took long enough to show up, which is what the fans were saying. So that last five minutes, I thought was a little bit too much fan service. I think they went a little bit too far. Everybody wanted to hear him say the, you know, hello there. Everybody wanted to hear that. And he was basically saying the same thing about Qui-Gon that everybody else was saying, like, when is he going to show up? When is he going to show up? It took him long enough to show up. And he just basically said it in the film or the end there. So I think the last five minutes was a little too Return of the Kings for me. It was just too many goodbyes. They should have just let it go and moved on. I just thought they did too much. So I told you about what I don't like. Let me talk about what I did like. First of all, the cinematography was excellent just some of those long pan shots especially in this final episode where darth vader is approaching obi-wan that whole landscape view that was just beautiful i loved how they shot that it was just great throughout the entire series they had a lot of good cinematography moments the acting i've already talked about that i think this is some of the best acting on any of the star wars shows i think mandalorian may have a tad bit better acting, but I mean, the Mandalorian is basically in a helmet most of the time, so it's kind of hard to really judge based off of that. One of the things I loved, loved, loved was Obi-Wan reuniting with Vader, the first one, the first conflict. And what this show, now let's think back for a second. Let's go back to the original Star Wars. So we know that Darth Vader is this ruthless guy. He doesn't really show it as much as he has been shown recently, but you knew he was evil. You knew he had a reputation. You knew he was a bad guy. It wasn't until Rogue One, and I'm talking about, I'm focusing mainly on the live action stuff. I know there's video games out, comic books out, animated series out that shows a little difference, but live action, Rogue One was the first time to show just how badass Darth Vader was. And this show, I think, actually took it up to another level. So when he's walking through the town, he's trying to pull Obi-Wan out. He is just choking, torturing, and snapping innocent people's neck just to pull Obi-Wan out. Because he knew that Obi-Wan would actually try to help him. Well, he thought he would try to come out to reveal himself because of he was harming people. This dude gave zero you-know-whats, 
And I mean, that was showing how ruthless Vader was. We didn't really get to see that in the original trilogy, but we're start starting to see it now, live action anyway. And I know he's done certain things in the animated series that I've saw that were kind of ruthless, but nothing like this. You also see how strong he is when he rips a ship from the sky, crashes it to the ground and rips the hole out. Then the rocks on the final battle with Kenobi, you got to see how powerful and ruthless Darth Vader was. So I thought that was excellent. Another thing that I liked about it was Obi-Wan struggling to regain his former self. Think about it. This man has lost everything and he basically is dedicating his life to watching over Luke. So he doesn't have anything else going on working in that crappy butcher's job, which he's stealing from. I'm still going to throw that in there and watching Luke. That's it. That's his entire life. Everything that he's known and loved, he's lost. He's disconnected from the force. That I thought was an excellent storyline. When he first fought Darth Vader in the first encounter, Vader basically handled him because he hadn't been connected to the Force in so long and he just was overwhelmed with it. And throwing this whole Vader thing back to one of the scenes, it's probably my favorite scene in the series when he fought Vader the first time. Vader had lit the ground up on fire and was dragging him through the fire. And that was all about Vader wanting him to feel how he felt when he was on fire back in the uh, prequel series. And so just pointing that out, that was just great. That was just, you know, just little things like that. Just that little torment that he just, he could have easily have ended Obi-Wan right there. But he wanted to make him suffer for a moment. He wanted him to burn and feel what he felt. And I thought that was just probably the best scene in the entire series. But Obi-Wan eventually gets to his superpower self. And when he did, oh my goodness, he shook the planet <laughs> uh, Well. I won't say shook the planet, but it was Darth Vader's error once again for leaving him alive. Didn't really verify that the man was dead and just walking off. And then he defeated Vader yet again. I mean, he beat him bad. He cracked the helmet. It was similar to Ahsoka doing it in the Clone Wars. Well, not the Clone Wars, the Rebels, where she had a battle with him and she actually had the helmet cracked a little bit. And you can hear him struggling to breathe. But... That was all awesome. Again, I don't know why he just didn't end Vader's life again. Because if he would have done that, obviously, he would never find out about the kids because he'd be dead. And the Empire's not going to look for the kids. Why would they look for him? They don't know anything about him either. So, I, I don't know. I just didn't understand Obi-Wan's thought process. Other than, well, Darth Vader is alive in the original series. So, we got to keep him alive. The Return of Hayden Christensen. Something else I did like as well. He got a lot of hate in the prequels. And I don't know why. Because he's a decent actor. Yes, he is in the Attack of the Clones. One of the worst Star Wars movies ever made. But that really wasn't his fault. That was George Lucas trying to write a love story. And George Lucas sucks at that. But I enjoyed him coming back to this. I enjoyed the flashback. I understand they didn't use the de-aging thing, I guess. Because he still looked kind of old. Um, they didn't really make him look youthful in the flashback scene, but I was happy that he actually got his props in this one. Everybody liked it. The fans liked it. And, you know, he should have gotten those props in the first um, prequels, but he didn't. So it was good to see that. And then let's talk about Reva's pain, too. 
Now, I know, again, there's a lot of people who don't like this character just because of whatever. And I did question her motives, but one of the things I liked at the end, she did get a redemption arc. I mean, you know, she's seeing herself laying there where Luke is and she's just overcome with pain. This is a lot of pain and anger that she's been holding on to since a, she was a kid. And that pain and anger manifested into the dark side of the force. And that's what gave her her powers. And you can tell that she was conflicted and she finally let it go at the end. And who knows what they're going to do with her. I don't think they'll probably make a show with her in it because of the fact that she wasn't well liked by a lot of people. But she wasn't well liked for different reasons. It had nothing to do with her acting on the show or anything like that, at least in my opinion. It was just, you know, who she was, and I thought she did well. I enjoyed her acting. I, the pain that she let go at the end, you can tell it was real in her eyes, or I know it's a movie, so nothing's real, but you get what I'm saying. I mean, she really let go of all that anger, of all that hatred that she was holding in for years for Anakin Skywalker, a.k.a. Darth Vader. She hated this man, and it drove her to do things that, she isn't necessarily proud of and he gave her that redemption arc and i'm glad it did i didn't know where they were going with it like i said the motives were a little too much out there but i do like the fact that she was able to let go of that anger and that pain at the final end and you know it, it basically brought her character full circle so other than that, all I can say about this is I thought this was a home run. I thought this was a great series. Yes, it wasn't perfect. It had its stupid moments like leaving everybody alive or Obi-Wan's plan to attack uh, <laughs> the uh, Inquisitor base. That was just suicide there. I don't know. I mean, I understand why they wrote it, but Obi-Wan should have died 15 times. And keep in mind, too. <laughs> That Reba was about to torture a 10-year-old girl for some information that she couldn't possibly know. I mean, that just showed how ruthless she was, in my opinion, at the beginning. But, you know, it is what it is. I enjoyed the story. I hope they continue it. I think they will continue it. I don't know how far they can go with it. I don't want Obi-Wan to reunite with Darth Vader, though. I think they had a great ending here. I think they need to leave it alone. I think they just need to move on. And I, But it's kind of hard because Darth Vader is still fuming over that last meeting. And he wants Obi-Wan Kenobi. So all of a sudden, we get to the original series. It's like, okay, did he just quit looking for him? Well, you know, what's going on with that? Was he just done with the rebellion? I, I don't know, or done with uh, looking for Obi-Wan because he was focusing on the rebellion. I don't know. It just, you know, and it does make that first meeting in the original series. It's kind of, I know they're trying to build up to it. I think the prequel series did a good job showing that final battle and then him reuniting with Obi-Wan on the Death Star. But now with this, and keep in mind, it was only 10 years because I believe... Luke and Leia were 20 years old in the original. So you have 10 years. They're 10 years old right here when this went on. So that's only 10 years. And they make the Jedi look like they were folk heroes or something. Like nobody <laughs> really realized that they were there. I mean, they were still killing Jedi then. So how in the hell do people forget about all that? I don't know. But anyways, that's my review of Kenobi. I enjoyed it. What were your thoughts? Did you enjoy the finale? Did you enjoy the series as a whole? 
What are your thoughts on Reva? Leave it in the comments below. And as always, if you want to check out my creative work, you can hit me up at www.enigmakid.com. That's www.enigmakid.com. It's your boy Enigma. May the force be with you. And I'm signing off. Deuces.